0: Dreamy summer bites. Flashes of horror and suspense. Bite back at the fear. Arabian Nights Or The Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night Volume 5 The Ebony Horse narrated by Mavskai. When it was the three hundredth and sixty-fourth night, Shahrazad said, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that the king again fell to weeping and bewailing himself for his son. Such was his case, but as regards to the prince, he ceased not flying on through the air till he came to the city of Sana'a and alighted on the roof as before. Then he crept down stealthily and, finding the eunuch asleep, as of wont, raised the curtain and went on little by little till he came to the door of the princess's alcove chamber and stopped to listen. When lo, he heard her shedding plenteous tears and reciting verses whilst her woman slept around her. Presently, overhearing her weeping and wailing, quoth they. O our mistress, why wilt thou mourn for one who mourneth not for thee? Quoth she, O ye of little wit, is he for whom I mourn of those who forget, or who are forgotten? And she fell again to wailing and weeping, till sleep overcame her, whereat the prince's heart melted for her, and his gallbladder was like to burst. So he entered, and seeing her lying asleep without covering, touched her hand with his hand, whereupon she opened her eyes and espied him standing by her. The prince said, Why all this crying and moaning? And when she knew it was him, she threw herself upon him and took him around the neck and kissed him and answered, For thy sake and because of my separation from thee, said he, O my lady, I have been made desolate by thee all this long time. But she replied, "'Tis thou who hast desolated me, and hadst thou tarried longer, I had surely died.' Rejoined he, O my lady, what thinkest thou of my case with thy father, and how he dealt with me? Were it not for my love of thee, O temptation and seduction of the three worlds, I had certainly slain him, and made a warning to all beholders. But even as I love thee, so I love him for thy sake." Quoth she, How couldst thou leave me? Can my life be sweet to me after thee? Quoth he, Let what hath happened suffice? I am now hungry and thirsty. So she bade her maidens make ready meat and drink, and they sat eating and drinking and conversing until night, which was well nigh ended. And when day broke, he rose to take leave of her and depart. Ere the eunuch should awake. The princess asked him, Whither thou goest thou? And he answered, To my father's house, and I plight thee my troth, that I will come to thee once in every week. But she wept and said, I conjure thee by all of the Almighty. Take me with thee wherever thou wendest, and make me not taste anew the bitter gourd of separation from thee. Quoth he, Wilt thou indeed go with me? And quoth she, Yes. Then, he said, Arise, that we depart. So she rose forthright, and going to a chest, arrayed herself in what was richest and dearest to her of her trinkets of gold and jewels of price, and that she fared forth her handmaid's reckoned not. So he carried her up to the roof of the palace, and, mounting the ebony horse, took her up behind him and made her fast to himself, binding her with strong bonds, after which he turned the shoulder pin of ascent and the horse rose with him high in the air. When her women-in-waiting saw this, they shrieked aloud and told her father and mother, who in hot haste ran to the palace roof and looking up, saw the magical horse flying away with the prince and the princess. At this the king was troubled with ever-increasing trouble, and cried out, saying, O king's son, I conjure thee by Allah, have ruth on me and my wife, and bereave us of not our daughter. The prince made him no reply, but, thinking in himself that the maiden repented of leaving her father and mother, asked her, O ravish of the age, say me, wilt thou that I restore thee to thy mother and father? whereupon she answered by allah o my lord that is not my desire my only wish is to be with thee wherever thou art for i am distracted by the love of thee from all else even from my mother and father hearing these words the prince rejoiced and made the horse fly and fare softly with them so as not to disquiet her nor did they stay their flight till they came in sight of a green meadow wherein was a spring of running water. Here they alighted and ate and drank, after which the prince took horse again and set her behind him, finding her in his fear for her safety, after which they fared on till they came in sight of his father's capital. At this, the prince was filled with joy and bethought himself to show his beloved the seat of his dominion and his father's power and dignity and to give her to know that it was greater than that of her sire. So he set her down in one of his father's gardens, without the city, where his parent was wont to take his pleasure, and, carrying her into a domed summer-house prepared there for the king, left the ebony horse at the door, and charged the damsel keep watch over it, saying, Sit here, till my messenger comes for thee, for I go now to my father to make ready a palace for thee, and show thee my royal estate. She was delighted when she heard these words, and said to him, Do as thou wilt. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased saying her permitted say.